0: Uh, I'm back with another episode of What's My Snack? (laughs) No, just kidding. But if you haven't seen that iconic series that Chris Pratt did on his Insta account a couple of years back, go check it out. Thank me later. But yeah, my snack for today was actually McDonald's. (laughs) Every now and then I have this urge to eat something that is so profoundly unhealthy but just make me feel good. So the reason I'm talking bullshit basically (laughs) is because I've been stuck for a while and I've been stuck in something that's called analysis paralysis, a beautiful term that I decided to name this hopefully equally as beautiful episode after. It's basically a term that signifies that you are kind of stuck because you're overthinking and that paralyzes you. I haven't done this in such a long time, but I'm going to read you the beginning of the Wikipedia article in order to explain to you what analysis paralysis exactly means. So analysis paralysis describes an individual or group process when overanalyzing or overthinking a situation can cause forward motion or decision-making to become paralyzed meaning that no solution or course of action is decided upon. A situation may be deemed too complicated and a decision is never made due to the fear that a potentially larger problem may arise. A person may desire a perfect solution, but may fear making a decision that could result in error. On the opposite end of the time spectrum is the phrase extinct by instinct, which is making a fatal decision based on hasty judgment or a gut reaction. So here I am. I haven't recorded an episode in such a long time because I didn't really know what to talk about. Or not even, it wasn't It wasn't even that I didn't know what to talk about. It was more or less that I didn't really know how to talk about it. And if what I'm doing is good enough, and I think that's something that I am... Struggling with. If we go back a couple of years, I wouldn't have recorded this at all. I wouldn't have released it. You wouldn't be able to hear this because I would have spent, I don't know, a month recording one episode (laughs) because I thought it's just too bad. And I think that this perfectionism that I've been able to kind of shake a little bit is so deeply rooted. I'm just trying to figure out a way to like let go of it. And I don't know if this is relatable or not, but let me tell you this. If you have a vision, especially if it's creative, and you just hold it back for too long, it kind of dissipates and it kind of fades. So it's better to make something, to create something, even if it's messy, or even if it turns out to be different than what you thought it would be, than to not make it at all. Because, you know, we're in lockdown still. And I'm stuck at home and I don't even mind but it gives you a lot of time to reflect or at least I have a lot of time to reflect on different things and as I sit here and really ask myself who I want to be, what I want to be doing in five years time, I cannot but think back of the art that I didn't make in those past five years. I don't know all the pictures I did not paint all the photos I didn't take, all the songs I didn't finish <laughs> or the covers I didn't release or even the books I didn't write. It's a long list of creative things that I, that I would love to hold in my hands right now to show them to somebody or to look at them as basically just a memory of who I was and a visualization of the creative intuitions so to say i had when i was younger yeah but if i've learned one thing it's there is no reason to regret anything there is no reason to regret the things you've done but there is also no reason to regret the things you haven't done because it's all part of your unique journey and who knows maybe i wouldn't be here today And you wouldn't be able to listen to this if I had taken a different route. I walked around a lot today, and by a lot I mean a lot, lot, like maybe four hours in total. But it was so worth it, you know. I spent two and a half hours on a train for a meeting that lasted about one and a half hours, (laughs) and it was in a city that was like about an hour away from where I live, and. Even though it may sound weird, it was so worth it. So I'm not going to go into detail on what that meeting was about. Potentially going to do that in my next episode, which is going to be... uh, I don't even know if it's going to be the next one or the one after. Or if I'll have nerves to record it or to release it. But it's coming, friends. It's coming. Stay tuned for that, definitely. You don't want to miss that one. Yeah, but other than that, it was totally worth it. I felt autonomous. I felt super free riding a train because I can and spending time outside. The weather was surprisingly amazing today. And I felt so empowered. You wouldn't believe it. (laughs) Buying myself a meal at McDonald's, eating it alone in the center of the beautiful city I live in, in the sunshine, and just, you know, being chill and like, Outside where there are people and of course, safe distance, whatever. We don't have to talk about that, but it had this kind of feeling of normalcy to it, which I really like, but I digress. Maybe that's the point of this episode. You know, maybe I just got a banter a little bit now that we're talking perfection or let's say now that we're talking creating over perfection, I cannot shake that one thing one of my professors always says when he gives us an assignment usually it's a business case that we're supposed to solve within like two hours he always says make it quick and dirty and he basically stresses all the time how important it is to work quickly at least in today's business world because things are evolving super fast and there are many people who want a piece of the cake And if you want to be one of them, and if you want to get a big piece of the cake, then you got to be quick, and you can't be quick and perfect. So he always says, make it quick and dirty, because making it and creating something is more important than having the perfect solution. You can adjust while you're going. And that's something that's so different from the way that I've approached creative endeavors throughout my life. So I'm really, really thankful on a personal level that I have decided to study something outside of my usual realm. As you may know, if you've listened to a previous episode, I studied design. So I'm a designer and I also studied psychology. And topping that off with an MBA is kind of strange, but kind of also the best thing I've done so far. (laughs) And... I think along with that comes some sort of a newfound freedom because I think making art and creating is about exploration and it's about breaking rules. If you start out, you always have to know the basics and you should get familiar with them. But once you have that down, you can start to play around and create something that is really you. And I think artistic freedom also means that you polarize and that not everyone is going to be okay with what you create and not everyone will understand it or like it but the more extreme you are or let's not say extreme it's not about being extreme it's about being authentic i guess and the closer you get to that i always call it essence i've overused this term but it's really that you know if you figure out who you really are and if you augment that you become the next lady gaga or Billie eilish because i don't think there's anyone out there who doesn't have an opinion about Billie eilish i personally have been a fan since i heard ocean eyes for the first time which was way before she was as big as she's today she and her brother have done amazing things at such a young age and i don't think success has anything to do with age at all We're all unique, and we all arrive at different points at different times, and I think that what's so fascinating about Billie Eilish is that she is an artist, and being an artist at such a young age is not really common. The term artist is really something that comes down to an attitude. It's not like a job title or something that you earn because you've studied art or music or whatever. It's like, it's an attitude, and... The other day I saw a reel on Instagram and it was a woman I don't know personally but I've been in contact with and she's amazing. She's a brand photographer. In that reel she actually just asked this one question and it's do you have a hobby or do you have a business? And that just got me thinking like everything I'm doing is it a hobby? Is it something I do at the side while I study and work in a different area or is it a business do i want to make it my career and do i want to make a living out of the things i really really love and the things i'm really really passionate about i want all the things i love to be more than just a hobby i'm not a hobby artist i've never been that's just it just kind of feels right when i say these words (laughs) i'm the biggest strategist ever so i would never quit a saved job to go all in on something that may work, or maybe not, I would always, always start with building a side hustle and keeping the safe salary coming in while building my dream Meant this side. And maybe even finding ways to merge these two worlds because I'm not saying that you can't be happy with a quote-unquote regular job in whatever area you're working in. After all, I think, what's really really important is the intention behind whatever you're doing if you're okay with keeping your work your art as something really light that you do at the side that is a hobby that is something you do in your free time then that's great but if you want more out of this then you should treat it that way and that's something i'm mainly saying to myself right now well yeah i'm like clicking around because i'm Looking for something particular because today's topic was actually a request. And um, it was supposed to be life coaching advice for manic, bipolar hobby artists who spend way too much time indoors with their hobby. So that's my response to you. (laughs) You're not wasting your time, you're investing your time in the things that you love and you are building something beautiful and I hope that you know what your intention is behind all of that if you want to make it more than a hobby then go for it if you want to keep it a hobby go for it it's completely up to you but I found something that I commented under a post of an internet friend of mine (laughs) we've never met in real life but we're internet friends and he's really really cool So under one of his posts, I commented, I think it's super important to experiment when it comes to creative expression. Whenever I feel static or like I'm stuck, I try to do something else. For example, I switch from drawing to photography or writing. In general, I think it's best to rely on discipline rather than motivation to keep us going. Even and especially through the rough patches. Also, it may sound weird but physical movement helps to change your mindset. Working out, going for a walk, or simply changing locations can do wonders. And then I basically said, as I always do, um, keep up your great work. Because I think it's the most beautiful thing to like encourage other creatives to keep creating. Because I like hearing that too. And what can I say? Train rides, safaris, always pay off. Even if you just expand your mind a little bit, even if you just change locations for a little bit, it's totally worth it. I don't know. I like, I, I went on that, I call it safari because it's like, it's a wild ride, you know, riding a train to like a city one hour away is a wild ride these days. But, um, I went there and I took one picture and I think it was totally worth it. Like, that entire two hours spent on a train were worth it for that one picture. And call me crazy, but I'm I'm like that, you know? And it wasn't just the picture, it was also the things I saw there, and like the, the experience of being in that city, the experience of spending time in a different location and just walking around amidst architecture and nature, and it was just kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So I guess, after all, Artists may tend towards bipolarity, experiencing emotions ranging from the manic to the depressive kind, but I think as people, we're also somewhere on the spectrum between analysis paralysis and extinct by instinct, and I think we all tend towards one side more than the other most of the time, and I always say it, you know, the middle way is the best way. You don't want to be paralyzed by overthinking but you don't want to make a really bad decision by only deciding instinctively and kind of ignoring your mind so i guess i cannot say more than follow your intuition because intuition for me is the perfect middle way it has all these visceral components your gut feeling your instinct you know things you can't really pinpoint that just come from the depths of you While on the other hand, it also has an involvement of the mind and of things that you've picked up on, whether consciously or subconsciously, that are all kind of adding to your response. A lot of people say, follow your heart, but I'd say follow your intuition. And if you are an artist, if you're making art, don't feel bad for spending a lot of time doing what you love. But also don't put pressure on yourself when you don't feel like spending time with what you love. It's probably the least satisfactory answer ever, but I think that making this episode (laughs) was definitely a great and important step out of analysis paralysis for me. Yep. Thank you so much for your request. You know who you are and keep your requests coming whenever there's a topic you feel like I could cover or you feel like I could not cover and want to challenge me like my cousin did with that building crane topic, keep them coming anyway. I'm super happy to talk about anything (laughs) before I get stuck in analysis paralysis again. So better keep your requests coming. Have fun, experiment, do crazy things. And I feel like I'm going to end on a really special note because i am personally always inspired by music it's like the biggest source of inspiration for me especially when i'm creating visual things i always listen to music so i have discovered french rap for whatever reason i know i'm probably late to the game whatever but i discovered this rapper two months ago and i'm still into what he's doing his name is still fresh i love the vibes in his music i love the way that he writes his lyrics because they are deep and obviously a huge motivation for me to get better at French. and i really love his record trap up 2. i'm obviously no rap expert but basically the title gives you a great idea of what the sound is like it's like trap and pop mixed in one there are a lot of like dance tracks on there but kind of really chill laid back dance tracks and Surprisingly deep lyrics, and I discovered him through his song Nike Air. And in that song, there's a line that like speaks to me so deeply. He says, Je gare le bruit très tard dans la nuit, ami. J'en confonds le jour et la night. And if you translate it <laughs> on Google, it says, I managed the boxwood very late at night friend <laughs> i confuse day and night but that part i confuse day and night it's like my lockdown motto i think that's why the song spoke to me so incredibly much because it's literally my experience i stayed up till three regularly or like 4 a.m even then went to bed slept to like one and you can't function like this just doesn't work that way so I think we always need a balance between structure and chaos. And it's up to every individual to find that. And we also need a balance between analysis paralysis and extinct by instinct. And I think we all are free to find the right path for us, to find the right balance for us. And I really hope that this helped you in any way. If not, so be it. I'm no therapist, obviously. (laughs) Decided against my master in psychology for good reason. So now I'm making podcast episodes that nobody listens to. Yay. Um, No, you are listening. And I appreciate that a lot. I hope you are having a beautiful day or night. And that you are not confusing the two. Just create shit. It's fun. And um, I'll catch you next time. Bye. So, Addison Kata right here, it's one day later, and I'm really unpleased to report that that train ride safari was fun, yes, but it also kind of triggered my allergy. So, I'm having a huge headache right now, and kind of coughing all the time, so just a reminder to anyone out there who's struggling with Poland and stuff, um, not Poland, Poland, um... (laughs) Keep your antihistamines with you at all times. Okay, Addison Casa here again, but one day later, because it took me another day to finish this episode, and I'm like 97% sure that my symptoms were not due to pollen, but actually due to that cookie. It's pretty funny how I said at the beginning of the episode, I like eating things that aren't good for me, that just sometimes make me feel good. Yeah, turns out, no, they don't make me feel good. They make me feel like crap. So definitely be careful of what you put into your body and what you don't. Um, this is not supposed to be any health advice. Just, yes, it's supposed to be health advice. Eat your veggies if you're not allergic to them. And keep your vitamin levels high. And um, check out my new Insta reel if you want to see me eating stuff that isn't good for me. I'm out for today. Bye.